Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors to find out how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Multifamily Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Koo, and this is the show where I interview investors and discuss how they found their rhythm and created their own sound investments. Before we hop into today's show, I want to remind you of today's sponsor. This show is brought to you by PassiveInvesting.com. PassiveInvesting.com is a private equity real estate investment firm focused on institutional quality, multifamily, and self-storage assets in the hottest markets in the United States. PassiveInvesting.com partners with their investors to provide opportunities to build wealth together by delivering consistent monthly cash flow, capital appreciation, and strong tax benefits. They currently have 1,700 plus passive investors with a 65% repeat investor rate. If you're interested in learning more, head over to PassiveInvesting.com or click the link in the show notes. You can get more information on investment opportunities, educational webinars, or insightful articles. Reach out and see how they can help you build wealth through real estate and enjoy the show. Now for today's guest. He's bringing 20 years of general real estate management experience with hotel-specific management since 2013. He invests in and or manage several hotels, including properties in Columbus, Ohio, Tucson, Arizona, and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Please give a warm welcome to Wayne Ng. Hello, everyone. So I wanted to add on there because right now I am the trusted franchisee from the brand Extended Suites because you know all those three locations... I brought up the sales really quick on there. Uh-huh. And it, yeah. So I'm going to be awarded for like, I can get any uh, location that comes out when they don't pay their fees or anything like that. So let's say if it's a million dollars, I can get it for like half. If they only put in half, they say, Wayne, come on in with the other half and you can have this hotel. So there'll be special deals that will be coming through. So this one here is really good. Wow. Tell you about it. So yeah, no, that's really exciting. I'm excited to to definitely get into that. Uh, but before we dive in just a little bit deeper, I do want to know how you got into hotels. Uh, because you know, most of my guests have been coming from just apartment, have been investing in apartment syndications. So, like, what was the journey and why did you decide to invest in hotels? Well, it started in around 2007, um, the housing crash, and then we got uh, these rental houses. And I was like, oh, this is great. So we get about 10 of them through my family. And then the bank says, you know, you want to do something bigger than this. You're going to have to do get into a business and you're going to have to um, do other things. And it's like, whoa. And then the down payment goes up higher. And so I was like, okay, let's do something else. Because at that time I was doing liquor stores. And well, one liquor store, and it was doing good sales. I mean, it was over a million three in sales. And we we're cash flowing about $30,000. I'm like... All right, I'm tired of this. Let's go do something else. I went to my local RIA and I went to see and I bought everything. I land, I bought flipping houses and even bought one that did apartments. And then the apartment guy, I forgot, I paid him close to $5,000 and he showed me this apartment in Amarillo. It was for a million, it was 850. I was going to make it sell for a hundred, for a million dollars. But so I was going to make $150,000. And I was going to make $5,000 a month. And I said, this is it. This is what 30 years and you've done how many deals. And this is what, this is what a deal is for, uh, you know, for a hotel. I mean, for apartments. And I was like, 
well, you know, it's like, no, nah, it's not a deal for me. So I'm just going to get out of this one here. You can have your money because you're not going to give me a refund anyway. So <laughs> I was like, go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, and then there was somebody that showed me about these hotels. And it's like, you know, these hotels are only selling about 40, 50, 60% of their occupancy. We'll use like 100%, 100 rooms. So it's easy to understand. Uh, and so what do they do with their leftover rooms? You know, once or twice a year, they only rent all of their rooms. Outside of that, they won't even rent all of their rooms. And the owners are getting older and their kids don't know how to, they don't want to um, run a hotel. So that's a problem for them. And the good thing about this is that we get them for most of the time, we can get them with seller finance. So we can get them with 10% down and then one to 3% revenue renovation. So... You know, I was in, I had flew to Oregon and looked at this hotel and then I got a call and they said, Wayne, you got some money? Well, we got this opportunity in Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, Columbus, Ohio, why would I want to go there? And he goes, well, this lady got it in uh, 2008. She found this hotel. It's 135 units. It's on Morse Road on 71 and it's old Fairfield Inn. It's enclosed on the top and then the bottom two floors are open. And she got, she went and contacted the bank. The bank said $4 million. She said, okay, I'll talk to you. Fast forward four years, they sold it for $600,000 to her. And then she uh, she put in 400000 more. Over a course of a year, she got cancer. And Oof. so they called me and they said, Wayne, you're in, you're in uh, Oregon? Come on over here. There's nothing in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> so... I went there and I saw it and I was like, okay, seven different colors and it's got 10 different leaks. Beautiful. It's a great location. <laughs> ah. And then it was, you know, for the for the neighborhood, it, they, they complained like it was, oh, it's too dark. It's dangerous. And when we were finished, they said it's too bright. <laughs> it's too bright. <laughs> So, you know, we had, um, we had a car show, we had a muscle show, we had a music show. It was three day weekend, four hundred dollars because one hundred twenty dollars, and then in the the fall we had football games every weekend all the way until for up until November. So that filled us up pretty much over there on the week on the daily part, and then on the weekly part we had a contractor that we met at a Mexican restaurant, and he said, "I've been going to all these apartments, and I was trying to get these rooms." And he goes, I need 10 rooms, but I don't know how long I'm going to be here. My contract's for three years, but I could be here for two years or it could be eight months. And then I might need 30 rooms. And I said, well, then look at us. You know, we got rooms for you. So we can sell to you for $229 for a week. He's like, great. He's like, he went over there and he's like, they were, they always like, I think they came out like about nine o'clock and came about four o'clock, drank their beer, be asleep by six o'clock. So that's our that covered our weekly. And one time I was walking the third floor. It was um, January, and if you're in Columbus, you know it's dead cold. And I'm walking up there, and it's like, oh, it's like 80 degrees. I had to take off my jacket and everything. And I'm walking with my maintenance guy, and I go, "Why do we? Why is it so hot up here?" He goes, and my maintenance guy goes, "That's because all the weekly on on the bottom are having their heat on." I said, "Geez," and he goes. Do we have the heater on? He goes, no, they're not even on. I said, oh, that's great. I don't even have to turn on the heater. So we're making money while it's going through here. So yeah, so like, you know, normally like this hotel would be losing money or they would only be making a little bit of money. But we were, I think we were about 10,000 10, above. So we were making money on the time. 
So okay. that's, yeah, that's what these extended stays and dailies help out these hotels. So, it, so uh, forgive me for interrupting this one in Columbus, Ohio, is that your first hotel deal that you've, you've done or yes. was, oh, yes. got it, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. I mean, we had, uh, we had problems to the, to the hill contractors, city, everything. I mean, you know, the stories I can tell you, I mean, one guy, he told us, he said he had $5,000 in cash. It was sitting in his truck. So we look at the cameras and we go, okay, the guy breaks in to your passenger, takes out your money. Well, why do you have cash? And why does he only break into your car and not the other cars? <laughs> and then uh, he goes, and what do you want us to do for it? I mean, we're not going to give you $5,000. We're not going to, you know, the insurance is not going to pay you. But um, that's another thing that we had. People were staying over there to, instead of staying downtown, which was 10 minutes away. You could stay at a Holiday Inn and they would pay you. They would uh, charge you $100 plus parking every day, $25. Wow. And then, but truly the, the true price is about $180 per day with taxes and everything. Hmm. So they enjoyed staying at us for $60 and they could save a lot of money because uh, surgery and you wait would take about maybe about a week or something. And you would pay only us like, I think it was 250 with taxes. So uh, yeah, so that's that's why I was like, you know, that's why I like that place. And, you know, there were, um, that, that location was like really good for me. I mean, even when we didn't have all the rooms up, we had some rooms, we had people come stop by there and they would say, Hey, I like this hotel. I like the location. It's on the way up there. And he says, I don't care what it is. I'll pay you the rate. I was like, great. We're not open though. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, we were doing the construction. So, <laughs> Got it. well, I, I'd love to dive into just a little bit more about the strategy then with when investing in hotels, because I mean, well, for someone that ha- has been investing in apartment buildings beforehand and then also taking a look at the history or even like COVID as well. I mean, I, I feel like investors could also be a little bit scared of owning a hotel, right? And so I, I was just wondering a, a little bit more about the strategy. When you're looking at hotels, are you looking for a, a large portion of the of a value add strategy where you're banking on the back end equity? Or is this more of are you trying to just get consistent cash flow throughout holding the property for an X amount of years? Like what is the what is the strategy that you're you're really trying to go for? What I like about this is we get all three of them. We get cash flow and then we get the first equity and it's um, value add, but it's only one time. And what I like about these is that we don't even require kitchens in there. It's great to have kitchens, but mm-hmm. we don't really add them. If they're there, they're there. But um, I, I would think if we had a kitchen in there, we would just probably charge maybe it could go anywhere from 20 to $50 a week. And then on the daily, we could probably add maybe $10 or something like that. But sadly, pe- most people don't even cook. So even if we charge them more, they wouldn't even cook. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so then, uh, you know, with how are you analyzing like the market then or what metrics do you guys look for when looking for hotels? Like, is it similar to like similar population growth and diversification of employers? Because like, something I've been trying to wrap my head around is like, at least like with multifamily, you have people staying in there for, you know, hopefully a year, right? Sometimes there are month, month leases, but typically you see a 12 year lease, but then with like hotels, it's more like a daily rate, right? So with, you know, what, what metrics are you guys really like looking at for some of the markets that that you're currently investing in? Well, 
these hotels are blue collar. So these people, mm. um, what we need is just population and traffic to go around there. We're not really worried about what uh, metrics are around there because uh, this population is pretty much everywhere and they need a place to stay. They need, um, that goes into your question about COVID because these people are, be it COVID, be it a good economy or even a bad economy, they need to do their work. They need to visit. They need to do their business. So I have like Amazon people. I one of my locations. I think it was Albuquerque. They had um, they had called somebody from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And she was a welder, and they paid her three times the amount. And she drove with all her equipment to come over, and all she wanted was a safe place to stay, mm-hmm. and it, and a safe and well lit, so she can take care of her equipment. So and this is all during COVID. And there's, see, that, that's the kind of people that we're looking for. Well, they're looking for us, actually. So a place to stay. They could go to Motel 6, but Motel 6 is really dangerous. There's like a lot of, play, you know, a lot of Motel 6s are not that good. So they're not good on security. They're big on their name, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it. And so, you know, how are... Because you're syndicating these hotels, right? So you're bringing yes. them past finish. So how how are you structuring uh, these syndications? Is it typically like a 70-30 split with like a 7% pref? Or is it more like an 80-20 split? Like what is the what does the structure look like? Um, the structure, it depends on every deal. Right now I'm doing 50-50, but we could do 70-30. And then we might have preference on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they start like after we get a, a project, cash flow starts in about six months and then pays every quarter. And the whole time is three to four years. Three so that's why, years. yeah, that's why I get, uh, uh, you know, apartment investors coming to us. They like the whole time. It's not so long. Got it. So in, in, yeah, that's, that's something that I was also interested in is investor expectations now. Cause yeah. you know, if, if somebody is used to just, investing in apartments, then they understand it. They understand when they're going to be getting their distributions and also the exit, you know, they're trained to, you know, invest in a, in a certain way and, and what to expect from their operators. But, you know, hotels is, is a little bit different. So, you know, it's short term is, I mean, that's, that's pretty good, especially if they're looking to get out short term. Now, what, what do exit strategies look like? Who are normally these exit buyers for, it's going to be probably going to be a refinance that will get out. And then what I, ha- what I give to investors are maybe um, 7 to 15%, mm-hmm. depending on the deal. But every deal is a little bit different. And sometimes they'll come with equity. Maybe we refinance and they're still in there. But we have to go see every deal. So every deal is a little bit different. Yeah, every deal is a little bit different. So you know, I'd love to go into some of the, well, now pros and cons of of investing in hotels and like, what are, what are some of the major benefits you've seen and what are some of the challenges and obstacles that you've also seen from these past ex- experiences? I would just say that it's the pros is that in any economy, whatever's going on, there's always um, these blue collar people here and the country it seems for not a better word, but I mean, it's just, it's just not getting much better. So Housing is really getting tight and apartments are getting really expensive. So we don't do any credit checks. All their 
you know, all they have to qualify is to be able to pay and just be good neighbors and not make noise. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for some people, that's a lot of, that's a big problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like about this, the pro is the eviction. It's just about, you know, as soon as a uh, staff finds out about you and they want you out, you got to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll give you maybe 20 minutes or an hour. There's no eviction. There's no court dates. And if you don't want to go, that's the, the police will come. And that, that's as long as how long the police are take, you know, maybe an hour or something like that. When the police come, you got to go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> There's like, you can evict them like, like that and you just have them kicked out. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, on the extended state part, it's like they can stay on average just three weeks. And then we've had people stay for years. On the brand, we had a location in Mobile where there was a, he owned, I forgot how many homes he had. He had like, he was a major landlord. He had like 50 rental homes mm-hmm. and he stayed at the hotel. He, and I asked the housekeeper, how long do you have, has he stayed? He goes, this guy has been here for nine years. <laughs> at the hotel? At the hotel. Because he likes it because when he stays there, somebody always cleans his place and he doesn't have to clean it. And he just comes and goes. Huh. And he, yeah. And so he was collecting rent from there, but you never know about who stays in these places. We had a manager that stayed and paid our, our uh, monthly rent in Columbus. And then um, there was another guy that was looking for a house. He was looking for a house for so long, he paid for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, these things here are just like, sometimes it's just um, the hard thing is just getting the downside is just getting some uh, apartment investor to understand how these things make money. And it's just that these hotels are like blue collar. So that's what I like about it. And then I'm trying to convey it to them and seeing that, oh, okay. Oh, they understand because the investor that usually invests in here don't usually stay at these hotels. So they think, oh, when I go, I'm going to stay at a Marriott or I'm going to stay at Holiday Inn. Well, these hotels are not Holiday Inn. Or Marriott, they used to be Motel Six. They used to be old Fairfield Inns. Right, right. So these are kind of um, run down for run down. But sometimes you want you'll be surprised at what um, hotels we get into, and so that's why it's like the downside is just um, explaining to people about what it is. And but once they get it, they're like, oh, okay, I like that. So evictions only twenty minutes. Wow, no eviction court. <laughs> <laughs> Less headache. So, you know, we've talked about the the pros and I'd love to go into just like some of the challenges and, and the risks then with investing in hotels and then how y'all are, are, are mitigating some of those risks. I mean, the, the, the hard part is probably finding a manager and a maintenance guy that's competent. Mm-hmm. Like uh, right now, it's really hard to find a good ma- maintenance guy. And then I would say right now, it's probably harder to find a good maintenance guy than a manager. It's easier to find a manager <laughs> than it is the maintenance, the maintenance guy. guy. <laughs> wow, uh, interesting. Because, you know, these people are staying in here and, you know, if you have any place that uh, people are staying, they're going to they're gonna give problems to the building. They're going to, things are going to break and they just need to be fixed. So that's that's the only, that's a downside I think it is. And then sometimes, you know, it's just the places like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, with, now I'm I'm curious also also just like about the financing for for these hotels because like typically like for 
you know, normal life, Fannie and Freddie and agency debts. It needs to be a circuit occupancy level. You know, it needs to be a safe conservative investment as well and or and still meet the debt service coverage ratio. Is there an occupancy level that it it needs to hit? Like, or do you guys take on bridge debt? Like what what is so what is the financing look like for a hotel and when taking one down? Um, that's the thing. Like when we're taking these down, like uh, when we're running up the numbers. Mm-hmm. So they have to run up to about eight, 18 months to 24 months. And then we can refinance. We can go to a bridge loan or we can go to Fannie Mae or something. But that's the thing that we need to do on both these extended states. They would probably run around somewhere around 70% to 90%. Okay. And then the, the cost of running one of these is probably about 55 to 65% of the gross. Oh, interesting. That's, so that's your expense ratio. Right. So on 100 rooms, you only need to rent 55 of them, 65 to um, pay your bills. And then anything over is profit. Anything over 60, 65% of occupancy. Of yes. Everything and then uh, the beauty of this is like we can find, it's like, let's say that it's daily is working really well and we can charge higher. We'll change it more to a hotel. And then let's say, oh, things are getting bad. People aren't traveling. We'll change it to more to an apartment building. I mean, we'll have the rules and the laws of a hotel, but we can charge them weekly or monthly. And then we can make money that way too. It'll be lower, but we'll still be making money. Oh, so you have uh, a little bit more flexibility then. So like if in case there was uh, and people weren't traveling, you can switch that over to appease the the ones that are looking for an apartment or a longer term stay then. Yes, yes. Got it, got it, got it. That's the that's the that's the thing that I liked about this. That's like wow, flexibility. That's like okay, all right. So we have a major. Oh, I forgot about that. Let's say you know major um, hurricane or something, natural disaster comes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Our forty dollar room is now one hundred and twenty dollars a night. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you guys have any? Because um, I know I was I was speaking to another investor that was on the show that also invests took down one hotel and actually it was they ended up it ended up being a quarters for people that had covid and needed to quarantine and so that was the place that people went to did you ever have to deal with anybody that got covid and need to quarantine back at your hotel i don't but um the brand does have one and then mm. i think it's about a hundred and something rooms and he's getting two hundred dollars two hundred thousand from the from the government there in St. phoenix he's getting two hundred thousand a month to house wow. COVID people. And then, you know, the funny thing is they're paying for a hundred something rooms and that sometimes it's full and sometimes it's not. And so <laughs> you're getting government money on that. And this is 200,000 a month. It's huh. like, wow. Before it was for immigration because so many people were coming over. Then they said, okay, let's do COVID. They changed over for COVID. So yes, we do get that. We sometimes we're not uh, opposed to anybody that's going to give us money. If somebody's going to come out and give us money, it's like, okay, you're all right. <laughs> uh, so a little bit less of a vetting process, but and an easier barrier to entry for these residents or you know these people coming in that need hotels versus you know I guess versus apartments where they do a whole background check to make sure that you're a viable fit. Yeah, um, we don't really we don't really vet them. We have lists that we go through that we share with other hotels because most people who are going to cause trouble are going to cause trouble in every hotel. So we have that list. And we just uh, share with our problem guests too. So they get it there. And then that's all we pretty much have it. 
And then also the staff is uh, read on, you know, you can, you can see the person when they come in, you can see how they act and everything body. I forgot what it's called, but you can see them. You can see how they are mm-hmm. after you've been doing this a while. You can read them and see, Oh, that's a problem person or this is an easy person. The questions they answer, the questions they don't, you know, from that too. Got it. Well, another question that kind of came up was when you're projecting in your pro form is, is, is there also a, an expense growth that you guys project like year over year or like a rent, not a, I guess something similar to like a rental increase, or I guess like hotel rate increase. Does, does that tend to go up as well? Are there, is there data on that too? We, we don't know, but there's a general trend of where hotels, hotel, hotel rooms are not being built anymore. So there's going to be reduced on the mm. hotels. So I think what's going to be going on is that these hotels will start going creeping up. We've already seen it in Albuquerque. It was a $40 room, went up to $60. There's no re- reason other than that. There's no other, there's no more uh, rooms that are being mm. built. Um, they're not building them fast enough, just like they're building apartments not fast enough and housing not fast enough. So these hotels, even though they're run down, they're still needed. Now, and, this is, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't no, you go ahead. Off. Sorry. Well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say because I've, I actually had another guest on here that was talking about offices being converted to condos, just because all of there's all these empty office buildings that wasn't getting used, especially during COVID. COVID definitely took a huge hit onto that asset. Do you also see that being the case with hotels? Like, do you think offices are going to be ending up to turn into hotels to keep up with the demand for it? There's no telling, but for what I see is that if you are going to do a new place, you're going to have to charge a new, a different rate. Because what I saw, I talked to somebody that says that if they were going to do a new hotel, it would have to be like a holiday inn. They would have to charge over $175 a night. And they would have the occupancy would have to go over 70% every day to get to so they can make money. So imagine, you know, regular customer that's going to pay $175 that's going to stay over there all the time. That's the problem that they're going to have. They're going to do a hotel now. Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah, no, that I'm not going to lie. That, that sounds like really stressful with people leaving and coming and going all the time with, with hotels. You know, right, it, right. You know, and having to hit that seventy percent occupancy, it's just a, it's a different ballgame. Yes, it is. That's the thing about it is like, you know, when you're building something, can you build something cheap? No, you can't build anything cheap. You've got to build it expensive. Like uh, when you're doing an apartment, are you going to build C? No, every one of you build are A because A turns into C over time. But it's you can't build. Yeah, right. And just like a hotel room, you can't change. You can't build cheap. So interesting. Got it. So, so now Wayne, what is next for 2022? What are some of your goals and what are you now focused on within this hotel sector? Well, we're working on a lot of um, properties that um, once we get them under contract, but there's more coming on because there's uh, like, I think it was 2021 COVID had hit them. Um, They had paperwork that they were going to go under. Mm-hmm. but it's kind of catching up to them. So we're going to have more locations that are coming through here. So while I did, I've done three, I think I'll probably do three or four this year, probably at the same time. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm the franchisee, trusted franchise, 
franchisee. So what what's going to happen is I can use the personnel from the brand, and I can use financing if they find anything. They have they have all kinds of things that they can I can use from them, and they're like Wayne, go ahead, use whoever you want. It's long, just pay for airfare for them to come over there or something like that, and train those people over there. So that's the benefit I have. Oh, wow. So I, I didn't realize you were a franchisee. Well, I guess it makes sense that you're a franchisee, but it's cool that you're able to use and utilize your resource, their resources. And so you don't have to outsource and try and find them yourselves, which I feel like is also another benefit too, to, to being an investor in a hotel. Right. Uh, but every franchisee won't get it. Only I do. So yeah, you got to earn your stripes. You, you got to right. pay your dues. Well, you know, I've already earned my stripes. So he's seen it. So they, the brand has seen it. Going, wow. Right. Wayne is on there. The numbers go up. It just shoots up. It's like, wow, he's on it. He's done it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm curious then, because now this is bringing my audience and giving us a little bit of insight. So we actually met for the first time in person at a conference and uh, it was at the Intelligent Investors uh, Conference hosted by ASM Capital. And there were a lot of people that were there raising money and you're part of the mastermind raise masters. And I've actually had Susie on this show, Susie and Michael, uh, another fellow raise masters. Adam Carswell was also on this show too. His episode actually by now should be released. And so, you know, I'm curious to, you know, if you don't mind me asking just some of the benefits that you've had with joining raise masters uh, and how that has helped your business. Yeah. I like it. I like how we, how he structures it, the modules he gives out, and then the networking that you meet, the people you're meeting. I was like, um, there's no other places where you're going to meet other um, capital raisers. There's not actual classes or books that's actually for capital raisers. And the way that he shows is how to capital raise. And so the way you capital raise is kind of like you're teasing them. It's like marketing. He's teaching you marketing and it's like, there's not many places that would teach you that. So it's like, how do you present a deal to your investors? You don't right. just plap, give it to them. You have to nurture them, teach them. And I forgot the other thing that he was telling me. <laughs> it's, it's I'm not a good representative. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a great representative. You're still doing deals. You, you know, you're raising yeah. money. I saw you there. It's it's all good. It's all good. Actually, that on a, on a quick side note, are most of these hotel deals that you're doing, are they 506C or 506B? I think I will try to do either one of them, but I'm getting a lot of investors. So I might just try to do B next time and not because uh, my list is growing so much. So I think I don't need to do C and I don't need to advertise them. Okay. So, yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Good to know. Well, if anybody wants to reach out to you and learn more about uh, investing in hotels and all, or in case they have any questions for you, how can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me at Wayne at hotelcapitalinc.info. And my website is hotelcapitalinc.info. Awesome. And that will be in the show notes. So in case you have any questions, definitely reach out to him. Wayne, thank you so much for being on, on the show. It's been a pleasure. I've learned a lot. I've You're the first person that I've actually met that invests in hotels. <laughs> no, I'm not being serious. I've never even talked to anybody that is invested in hotels. So it's a pleasure to be able to speak uh, to one of the trusted franchisees for, you know, on this show. So thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for listening. And then make sure to tune in in a couple days because now we're going to be going into the action items episode. Uh, so if you want to learn, 
about investing in apartment buildings. I mean, not apartment buildings. Oh my gosh, hotels. <laughs> my bad. It's just it just rolls off the tongue so easily. <laughs> if you wanted to learn invest in hotels, uh, stay tuned to the next episode. Wayne is going to give us all the secrets. Thanks and have a great day. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. If you got any value out of the show, I'd greatly appreciate if you leave a rating and review on iTunes to help others receive that same value. If you're looking to learn more on how to passively invest in apartment buildings or self-storage assets, click on my link in the show notes to learn more. Thanks and I'll see you next time.